0: This is Ad Absurdum, I'm Ian McLeod, and today we're talking school capture, particularly in South Africa. My guest is a fascinating one, Richard Wilkinson. He's become, as far as my social media research goes, the the go-to expert on school capture in South Africa. The hook today is that, as far as I understand things, Richard is slightly more positive than me about schools that have gone woke and their ability to pull back and, and, and be saved, if you like. I tend to be a little bit more negative, but as we chat, we'll we'll work out if, if my understanding is right, and uh, we'll see if Richard can make me a little bit more positive. I, I hope he can. The caveat is that R- Richard has applied something I haven't seen for a while. It's called journalistic ethics e- ethics i think it's it 's an eth i think it's ethics journalistic ethics um, haven 't seen it for a while, but he 's applying that uh, and we 're going to give everybody the right of, of response so we won 't talk uh, terribly specifically about anybody in in this realm we 'll talk principles, themes, arguments um, before we start Richard. Uh, <laughs> A very big welcome to you thanks very much for joining me um you're an attorney uh i know you went to to st Stythian's, which is also my alma mater uh we were just a few years apart um and i believe you you you're studying some accounting what what else do we need to know about you
1: yeah i think that's all well, thanks so much for for the invite and for the welcome it's it's great to be here and, and yeah no i um i'm a non-practicing attorney uh i was an attorney at a law firm and then i went to a big four Auditing firm specialised in tax, and I'm currently studying to be a chartered accountant. So I've got not not currently working at a, at a firm. Um, and yeah, and I think you you've got that spot on. I, I think the the plan is to to talk about some of the recent ideological changes in the schools. And um, ideally, I'd like to give the schools the opportunity to to give their side of the story as well in a you know in a fair way. So. <coughs> you know? I think we'll try to stick to the stuff that's actually published on the schools' websites, which is pretty self-incriminating. Anyway, I mean the the, the content that a lot of these schools are putting online is is um, pretty transparent about what what has happened and what what they're currently doing. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm 33 years old, not married, I don't have any kids, but I did go through UCT, um, and I was there until 2011 and so I saw the start of what I saw as being quite disturbing ideas um what today might be called wokeness and I thought gee this stuff is really disturbing I mean we studied for Cohen and Derrida in in law school and uh, I thought oh sure you know good thing that that all the stuff about privilege and microaggressions and so on you know well you know the, the the identity politics that that um, gave rise to white privilege and microaggressions good, good thing that the stuff is trapped in the humanities and, and law faculties of uct and then Rhodes must fall happened i was horrified by it and it blew up <clears throat> it became bigger than anyone can imagine Rhodes must fall became very violent and criminal became fees must fall next thing we've got a billion rands worth of damage and incalculable uh, damage done to the human resources of, of universities in South Africa. What has since subsequently happened is that a, l- a number of the alumni of the fallist movements have become very active in the schools, and they've started promoting ideas of critical race theory in schools across South Africa. And that has had a number of very negative implications, and it's caused a lot of damage to schools and a lot of harm to innocent people. And that's what I've been been
0: researching for a little while. Yeah, that's my background. Great. Um, interesting. You, you mentioned Foucault, and I think I encountered him for the first time. I, I was also at UCT, but I was in the Commerce Faculty, and so we didn't have too much woke uh, in my time. Yeah. Uh, studying Rhodes at, 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 at uh, studying journalism at Rhodes, I remember Foucault came into it, uh, and yeah. and I remember feeling bad because I didn't quite understand him I didn't quite know what he was talking about. And recently, listening to, to James. Nobody Lynch, does. Yeah. James Lindsay tells me you're not meant to it's not meant to be understood it's it's hmm. just meant to be it's ideology rather than than academia
1: hmm. um
0: but thank you Th- that sets us up and I think I think we we share the same concerns that that woke and critical race theory and everything around it is yeah. it's dangerous um yeah. and so let's let's kick off uh, first question I have some ideas, and I think we all have our own ideas, but but I'd like to hear your thoughts. What is school capture?
1: Sure. So school capture is obviously a derivative of the term state capture, and that, that came from Tulima Sela back in, I think, 2015. She published a state of capture report which detailed the uh, way in which the Gupta family had uh, corrupted and taken control of the South African state. And um, we can now see the implications of that very clearly from rail to road to electricity, right? And it's about an organization that seizes control of the government centrally. And school captures a derivative of that. And it's it's not exactly the same, but there are certain uh, aspects that are very similar. Uh, I would say that the origins of school capture can be taken back to about June 2020. Uh, George Floyd died in Minnesota in late May 2020, uh, and that sparked the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And that spread like wildfire across the world, and it it very quickly caught on in South African schools. And there was a lot of activism, uh, students uh, protesting against um, violence against Black people, which is the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and this then led to a number of allegations of racism being made against various schools. Uh I've counted over 40 schools that have been affected by this. Typically, you'd have a social media-driven campaign um that would be amplified in the traditional media, often the broadcasting media was, was very involved, and they could bring a lot of pressure onto individual-specific schools. And the schools who took a lot of pressure were Cincilian Schools College in Johannesburg, Herschel Girls School in Cape Town. Um, and countless other schools around the country uh, what happened is that the schools brought in social justice consultants to help them solve this problem and in many cases the schools were frog-marched into issuing apologies for all of this racism because I mean they were absolutely swamped with allegations and students had 60 had a memorandum submitted to them of 66 allegations of racism mm-hmm. um Herschel had uh, 300 allegations of racism made publicly against the school on instagram so the schools immediately issued an apology well they brought in the consultants issued an apology mm-hmm. um and then they did two things they brought in lawyers to investigate the allegations and they also embarked upon a massive transformation process which these schools have already been through multiple waves of transformation but the tr- transformation of 2020 was particularly uh, strong and very much based upon the ideas of critical race theory, they transformed every aspect of the school very quickly. And in my opinion, not to the benefit of the schools, the teachers, or the pupils. Um, the lawyers came back about six months later, and this is where things get interesting. At they brought in Cheadle Thompson, and Cheadle Thompson reported that none of the allegations had any substance to them, which I found very strange. And I said, "Okay, well, are you going to now?" withdraw your apology or no they're not going to withdraw their apology and similar things happened at various schools one of which was st mary's dsg in pretoria there were seven teachers who were suspended from their jobs because accusations had been made against them they went through extensive and very stressful investigations and, and frankly the allegations all fell over <coughs> not having any substance and that's that's well whilst, whilst taking the most generous possible approach to the matter that that really was very generous towards the complainants Um, at Sincidians 53 of the allegations were made confidentially or anonymously and and, uh, the lawyers appealed for the anonymous complainants to come forward and nobody came forward Mm -hmm. so I was interested in this I see at Herschel they investigated the 300 incidents and they decided that two or three staff members have now departed from the school uh, is the words that they use they're basically effectively fired from their jobs and I, I looked into the incidents and I'm quite concerned about the validity and veracity of those incidents i think um, it's quite you know <clears throat> quite dubious anyway um i started investigating the activities of the transformation and diversity consulting industry and there is such a thing uh, it is a rapidly growing industry it has a number of very prominent names and i became a bit concerned when i saw that some of the most prominent people who were making accusations of racism are actually directly connected to that industry uh, that is winning lucrative contracts to solve problems that frankly might not actually exist and that raised some red flags from an ethical perspective. Um, I then started looking into some of the abuse that has been suffered by children and by by teachers so uh, for example I understand that there has been an epidemic of fake whatsapps that have been made where you use uh, internet technology to create a, a whatsapp that is from Ian but you know it's got your profile photo and your name but the text is completely false Mm -hmm. fake made up Mm -hmm. um and then you send that to the anti-racism complaints line and you know get children expelled from schools Mm -hmm. um there's also been the emergence of microaggressions in schools and microaggressions is another term straight out of critical race theory and um people are being prosecuted for the most absurd things for example uh to kill a mockingbird is a book that was a prescribed set book and the n-word comes up in that book 47 times and and what's happened is the teachers often ask the girls to read in, in class and the girl pronounces the word out loud and all hell breaks loose the teachers put on final warning kid leaves the school you know there's a huge bullying of children and so i think things have got completely out of hand when it comes to the woke side of things um when it comes to other aspects of the schools that are being changed, the curriculum's being decolonized in a number of schools, um, highly racialized admissions policies, hiring policies, discipline policies have gone work um, and in my opinion, this is to the detriment of the schools and so that, that, that really is my my work on school capture. I've been researching it
0: for quite a while. <clears throat> yeah yeah uh, that, uh, that really talks just... all night about it jigsaws with 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 my understanding very much the the type of thing we see when we read about woke critical race theory in any context Uh, Mm. but most concerning for me is that it's when it's in a school kids are unbelievably malleable Uh, absolutely and, and you know we we all know how kids we were all there we you catch on to um, hairstyles uh, and you want to join a group uh, mm. and, and there's good evidence uh, in particular in, in a book I mentioned in my in my daily friend article uh, irretrievable damage um, there are outbreaks of uh, alleged um, transgenderism where mm. one kid comes out as transgender and, and it may well be genuine uh, we, we know it's a genuine thing but then there's an outbreak because kids are, kids are malleable uh, and, and they want to be special and, and they want to be part of a tribe, et cetera. Um, mm. And so very concerning stuff. Uh, next question I'd like to ask you is, is mm. where, where is this? Uh, perhaps the, perhaps more, more specifically, is there a country, is it America where it's, it's starting and it's, it's being exported? Mm.
1: Yeah, look, it it's, it has its origins in America. The, the, you, you can follow this upstream as far as you like, you, the, you end up with Karl Marx, because that's the, the you know, the, the origin of this tributary of, of rivers, you know, it all flows backwards to Karl Marx. And, you know, Karl Marx obviously was a German philosopher in the 19th century, came up with a set of ideas which became known as Marxism, inspired the Russian Revolution, which led to half the world being communist for the 20th century. And Marxism went into remission in the 1990s. The Berlin Wall came down and there was great liberalization of the world, including here in South Africa. You know, you've got a a left-wing party like the ANC, which is very much a Marxist organization. They also got taken by the wave of liberalization and they did some good things in the late 90s and 2000s, which seems unthinkable to say such a thing now, but you know, the ANC was running budget surpluses in the early 2000s and they were privatizing state-owned enterprises, which is why telecom today is what it is they obviously then regressed. And I think there's been this big recreation in the last 10 or 20 years where the intellectual left has regrouped both in South Africa and around the world and is now reasserting itself. And the way they did that is by ditching the class analysis that Marx used, and they've substituted it with identity-based analysis. So, instead of talking about the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, instead of talking about the upper classes and the working classes, they now talk about black and white, or male and female, or gay, or heterosexual and, and gay. And they've also got this idea called intersectionality, where you have different identities that intersect with each other. So, I am a white heterosexual man, um, I'm the epitome of 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 evil in, in their eyes, whereas if you are a black female, you would be further up the oppression matrix and therefore you are imbued with greater victimhood and therefore greater legitimacy. And this was very much a academic discussion that went on, you know, in the humanities and law faculties, and eventually they found a way to use social media to get this to really explode out into the world and um it started in america it's come to south africa very much so many of the leading activists and consultants in south africa have traveled to america and have been personally trained by robin d'angelo uh and by other groups There, there is a lot of american money behind it um there are american organizations that that train people um and then they come back into south africa and they're very small in number but they're very influential and um it really has spread out across the English-speaking world. I don't think that Europe is as badly affected as us. I I don't see the Italians, you know, tearing down the Colosseum and, you know, telling us that Julius Caesar, you know, should be cancelled from the history books because the Italians haven't been infected by the same mind virus. The same with Afrikaans. I mean, the Afrikaans schools are not woke because Afrikaans schools are not part of the Anglosphere. The Anglosphere is English-speaking South Africa, the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, New Zealand. And in those countries, things things have, you know, really been heavily affected. I see Eton has gone very woke of all places. So Eton now, you know, has embarked upon a series of reforms and they tried to fire a teacher because he had a YouTube video that wasn't, you know, that criticized the idea of toxic masculinity and, you know, the usual woke stuff. Um, And so the question isn't where is it, I think the question is where isn't it, Um, I think it is pervasive, and um, there are a number of schools that have explicitly signed up to that agenda, one of which is our former schools in Scythians, Um, they have gone very work, St. John's College, Rodine, um, St. Mary's, DSG, Cornwall Hill College, Uh, St. Mary's and Cornwall are the two in in Pretoria, and in Johannesburg, St. Scythians, St. John's, Rodine. Um, St. Mary's Waverley, which used to be St. Mary's School for Girls. So at some point, it dropped the four girls. It's start just St. Mary's School, because who knows if these people are girls or not. Um, and then St. Andrew's School for Girls out in the East Rand uh, in Bedford View. Um, some of the Durban schools. Uh, St. Anne's in um, KZN Midlands. Um, St. Cyprian's Herschel. And Rustenburg Girls High School, in particular, in Cape Town. And what you'll notice is that almost all of these schools are girls' schools, right? Uh, some of the boys' schools got caught up by it, but it's, it's an interesting feature of, of how susceptible the girls' schools are um, to this ideological takeover. Whereas the boys' schools, you know, will do it for fifteen minutes and then go play rugby in the quad. Girls' schools will put you through eighteen months of diversity training.
0: Yeah, that's something that's come out very strongly in the in the academia. In fact, that. Uh, g- girls, when when there's an uh, an outbreak, if you like, in, in a school uh, of uh, uh, transgenderism or, or alleged uh, transgenderism, uh, girls are much more susceptible. Uh, I, I don't know the science about that, but but that's certainly what the what the evidence says. Um, and yeah, as you say, small numbers of very vocal people. Uh, that resonates with me. I think it really is driven by small numbers of very radical people uh, yeah. who, who are pushing these things, and and there's a majority that are too afraid to speak up because hmm. you get called uh, sexist, you get called a racist, and you get destroyed. Whatever. Um, and and we'll, perhaps we'll come back to microaggressions. Uh, this is something mm. I speak speak about in my in my piece. Of late which is well there there are probably small acts of aggression or something like that and then there are microaggressions and small boys are going to lash out now and then they're going to push a friend etc but then there's something called a microaggression which is essentially made up and it takes any of these actions which might be not good and they might yeah. need a teacher to say, hey, uh, Mikey, don't, don't push your friend. Mm. Uh, but they make them into something far more evil. Um, they call them well, a name. Well, it's, it's, it's um,
1: I mean, it, in a country with so much real aggression, mm. it seems absurd that we should have to go and look for microaggressions. Um, some of the microaggressions would be, you know, mispronouncing someone's name. Which is important in South Africa, you pronounce people's names correctly. But you know, you don't have to throw your, you know, go completely berserk over it. I mean, one of the great ironies at Sicilians is that the memorandum that they submitted, they submitted to Celeste Gildari and Carl Nolte, who don't exist because the rector of the school is Celeste Gilardi and, and the chairman is Carl Nolte. They spelled the names wrong, you know. Yes. Um, and then four of the complaints is that, you know, the white teachers don't don't pronounce names of of black girls correctly. Which you know, it's really important that people learn how to pronounce names correctly and learn how to do the different clicks in, in Zulu and Tosa, and and we should encourage that. And we should really, you know, but if, if you're misspelling the name of the of the rector, you lose the moral authority to really criticise anyone who is mispronouncing your name. And what you suddenly realise is that a lot of the stuff is performative. You know, it's it's um, it's it's people who who have realised that you can win moral legitimacy and you can win the moral high ground by assuming the status of and the posture of being a victim so you end up with these cry who a cry bully is a mixture of a crybaby and a bully right i think uh, lionel Shriver, i think came up with that or someone came up with that it me, um where you act as though you have been wronged so that you can then um exact you know retribution upon somebody and so the the, it's a very upside down and inside out world the the people who are allegedly the victims are actually the perpetrators and the people who are supposed to be the perpetrators are actually the victims of wrongful accusations of racism or whatever and it's very ugly and it's very destructive and uh, it takes quite a lot of um, thinking and preparation to be able to fight back against this and some of the saddest stuff I've ever seen are, are teachers who are perfectly well-meaning but who you know committed some microaggression of some description um you know to kill a mockingbird or whatever and um and they just go through hell i mean they go get put through disciplinaries and they they try and get legal assistance and you know the one teacher told me oh the lawyer costs two thousand rands an hour and after three hours i'd run out of money and so um and it just breaks my heart you know these people are being fired for the most disgraceful allegations which frankly are not not shouldn't even be having a disciplinary
0: and it's just causing carnage you know it often takes me to i'll need his his name will come to me but uh uh, the chap who talks about people needing to be damaged to get better he often looks at it in investments um Hmm. uh, uh, you have to remind me the the term but we need to be damaged to get better, right? And, and I recall doing um, To Kill a Mockingbird at school and it's, it's horrible, it's harrowing, it, 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 um, mm. it throws you out of your comfort zone and you start looking around and you're thinking, well, there's a black guy in my class and a white guy and, and I wonder how they feel. Uh, and, and you've got to, anti-fragile is the word. Uh, Fragile. Anti-fragile, mm. when you, you get better when you get damaged a little bit. You know, hmm. it hurts, and then you you get a bit better. Uh, and I think I think that needs to happen a little bit more in in schools, rather than going to lawyers and and people getting their feelings hurt a little bit. It's always yeah. going to happen too much somewhere. But rather than going to lawyers, get stronger uh, when your feelings are hurt.
1: Yeah, or, or don't, or just you know, don't don't create a system which incentivizes people to be victims. I mean, you've got people going to some of the wealthiest, you know, I mean, not not everyone who goes to St. John's or Rodin is coming from a, a well-off background. But listen, if, if you're sitting in the chapel of any of these schools, you lose um, whatever your personal background, whatever the difficulties you may have in your life. Um, in this country, you lose any claim to, to victimhood. You know, so when you've got a guy like Cisby and Paul Walsh claiming to be oppressed or something, sorry, I mean like your dad got a 13 million rand golden handshake from the SABC. You went to Oxford, on not on a road Scholarship, You didn't get that, but you got some other scholarship. I mean, please, you, you got a PhD from Oxford, you don't get to come back and then claim to be oppressed. I mean, it's now time to move on and, and build something that people want and then build a successful company like Elon Musk, go build cars or something, you know, or, or run a successful tourism business in South Africa. There's no end of opportunity in this country to run successful tourism businesses or start a wine label, do whatever, do something productive, but you don't get to to become a professional, you know, grievance mongerer. And unfortunately, our elite schools, um, and pretty soon it's going to be the public schools, are going to be valorizing and glamorizing and glorifying um, this behavior. And that needs to stop. I, I'm optimistic about it because I think that that wokeness is anti-human. Um, fundamentally you know I think that human beings are positive and productive and optimistic creatures and I think that it takes a lot to keep humanity down and there have been ideologies in the past whether it be Nazism or or communism or whatever uh, that have blanketed large parts of the world in misery right so a country like Russia or Eastern Europe only recently emerged from the Soviet era And, and, and Soviet you know communism lasted for the better part of a century Um, and tens of millions of people died um you know even the the holocaust in nazi germany that lasted for 12 years um but these phases of madness give way to something far more liberal and and capitalist and productive Uh, apartheid lasted for 48 years 46 years 43 years whatever it is um and you know it's almost a bit like an ice age Uh, the ice recedes and I, i believe that most children are, well, children out there are, are, you know, people talk about children being innocent. I believe they are innocent. I think that seven-year-old boys and girls don't care about the color of their skin. And we shouldn't be putting seven-year-olds into racial literacy classes. And if you speak to the actual kids, they're miserable in these classes. They don't enjoy it. The black kids don't enjoy it. The black parents don't understand what's going on. Um, They don't want their kid to grow up thinking that they're a victim. The white Parents don't want their kids to grow up thinking that they are evil personified because of their identity. Um, You know, we must be kind to everybody, but that doesn't mean that we should glamorize professional victim mongering. And I believe that there was a strong wave of wokeness in 2020 and it took its toll. But increasingly the kids are returning to the sandpit and going back to class and learning about maths and science. And And it's actually impossible to bend the world to the will of wokeness on a permanent basis because human beings are not made for that. And they eventually just relinquish, they they snap back to being what they were, which is perfectly fine, frankly, before the
0: works came along and stuffed everything up. Yeah, I tend to think, you know, my my sort of example on this is you put some youngsters together um, and go for rugby trials and you put some guys into the the A team, B team, C team, D team. And uh, of course, some guys are hurt. They want to be in the A's, but they're in the B's or, or whatever it may be. That's yeah. how we are. We compete. But then you're in the D team and you, you play a season and uh, there's some guys from different races and who cares? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's, I mean, the fall of apartheid
1: was wonderful. I mean, it, it ended racial classification. And it's so weird to see the re-emergence of segregation in South African schools now, where we have white ally reading groups at one school in Cape Town. Or we have, um, you know, the, the Black Parents Forum at St. Mary's School in, in Johannesburg, the, the white ally reading group they read Robin DiAngelo, that happens at St. Cyprian's. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it's almost as if you know, I think part of the explanation might have to do with the secularization of our society. And so the word secular is basically the opposite of religious. We, the world used to, well, Anglosphere used to be a lot more religious. Everybody was very Christian. Um, And Christianity gave people quite a lot of structure to their lives. It starts off with some foundational text like the, the Bible. And, you know, the idea of being born into born a sinner is very important part of of christianity because you're constantly striving for redemption and the way you get to redemption is through acknowledging that you are a sinner and you know um, and that's the whole shtick of christianity and as christianity receded i think there was sort of a uh Biological part of our brains or our psychology that actually requires some kind of spirituality and requires, you know, and I think that's what wokeness has done. And pe- other people have written and spoken about this far more eloquently than, than I am right now. But what, what's happened is that wokeness is a religion with its foundational texts: Robin D'Angelo, ibram Kendi, you know. And um the idea is that white people are, are, you know, born sinners, but you can achieve redemption by sort of casting aside your whiteness um and they've got their high priests you know the, the different con- the consultants are basically priests and they go around and deliver sermons and we are the eternal sinners who must um relinquish our whiteness to make a, the world a better place it's very similar to religion and yeah. um and for, but the thing is it doesn't have any of the good side of christianity christianity you know teaches people to be kind and good and mm-hmm. good neighboring the good samaritan and you know do good stuff and and uh, that's not wokeness. Uh, wokeness, nothing will ever achieve redemption. If you apologise, and a, an apology is taken as being an acknowledgement of wrongfulness, but the apology is not accepted, it's 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 used against you. You know, uh, and so uh, you you know the stuff as you know as well as I do. Uh, and I'm sure many of your viewers will as well. It, it's it's
0: poison. <laughs> You've you hit on something that that takes a lot of energy for me. Is I'm very much a, a Dawkins man, and hmm. over the, some time I have been quite disparaging about about religion. Hmm. But in recent times, I've I've come to realize, become much more forgiving and and realize much more of the the goodness of having yeah a religion, uh, and and how yeah. dangerous it is. It how dangerous it is when when something like woke. Yeah. Uh, takes the mantle of religion and really yes. produces these deities uh candy uh, d'angelo etc uh, so, so that's you've hit on something i, I puzzle over uh, a lot
1: um i mean th- 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 just to quickly interrupt i mean there was a thing where you know dawkins in the 90s was laughing at at, at religion and, and really knocking down christianity and there were you know Dawkins's cheerleaders were you know, cheering him on. Now they're like, get back in the pews, everybody. Get back in church. Nine o'clock on Sunday, we want you back in church. Anything to get you away from the new religion of wokeness, you know, because whatever Christianity's faults are, we'll take them. Okay. <laughs> because it's, right. Christianity sort of moderated itself. They stopped, you know, some of the more hectic stuff that was going on there and it became a pretty sort of smoothed down religion, you know, entirely benevolent force in almost every respect um and we'll take christianity over wokeness anytime yeah and, and it's amazing As you can see christianity you can see wokeness displacing christianity in the schools so for example there's a uh, I, th- I think this was our school and happy to give them right of reply and, and to to send them but you know our, our school hymn was be thou my vision right um be thou my vision O lord of my heart and, and there are two lines in there um and either thy be thou in, in me dwelling and i thy, be something and, and i thy true son be, be thou my father and i thy true son be thou in me dwelling and i with thee one well there's a microaggression in there which is that it's been gendered in a male way so it's now be thou my father and i thy true child be thou in me dwelling and i with thee one which is great because we 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 remove the microaggression but the, the hymn no longer rhymes so, son and one rhyme and now it's child and one. Um, and so you can see the works are decolonizing religion. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and if you are religious, you should be concerned about this. And I've spoken to a lot of people who are concerned
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and not very happy about it.
0: It'll be fascinating if we look back on our, on our chat here and see how many micro uh, aggressions we've committed here. Uh, I'm beyond redemption. We'll be my my very existence
1: is the microaggression. <laughs> <laughs> right. we didn't do a land acknowledgement when we started the recording you're right we should you're have right. said you know i just want to note that we, we're currently doing this on zoom and cyberspace but but zooms you know headquarters are in, in california and california was expropriated from some you know i mean th- that's what you should be doing as well right we didn't, we didn't we didn't even do pronouns i think america's worse than us Yeah, it's definitely worse than us yeah I mean, america is mad um is pure insanity there. And South Africa I think is just not drawn into that universe as much as the woke consultants would like us to be. And this is why I'm optimistic. I think if we expose it and we kick the consultants out of the schools and we fix the discipline policies and we stop decolonizing the curriculum and we, you know, really push quite militantly for a colorblind but pro poor way of transforming South Africa where, you know, you say that race doesn't matter but we do care about your social and economic circumstances i think we're pushing at an open door because i think these guys are very manipulative but i think they're small in number and i think they're amplified through social media and i think we can use the same tactics against them and we can actually push them back and we can take south africa in a direction where ultimately it is the only way you can govern this country is as a a colorblind identity blind but pro-poor basis and you know, I'm trying to make a small contribution to that. I don't know how far it's going to go, but it gives my life meaning.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've touched on on, on the next point that I jotted down is, what can we do? Yeah, I think you I, and I, 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 think, I, think, are, well, I think, and think, I think, kind of doing the same thing. And we're making we're making the argument. Yeah. Um,
1: I think there are two things. The first is you need to expose it, and then the second is you need to have some accountability. So I've been running a Twitter account for a year where I just post woke madness going on in South African schools, and I've made contact with a lot of people, built up a huge network of parents and teachers, and got a whole lot of content. Um, Not sure exactly what form that'll take, but I want to, you know, publicize that in, in time to come. Um, And then I think some people need a kick in the shins, Uh, people who make false allegations in order to drive business to their consulting firm, I think that needs to be exposed. Um, I think some of the worst abuse needs to be exposed. And I think a lot of people need written apologies, people who are falsely accused of racism, people who are, you know, fake WhatsApps and all that sort of stuff that that needs to be exposed, it needs to be cleaned up. Um, then we need to put across a positive vision for the future which I'm thinking of calling liberal justice so instead of social justice liberal justice which is the whole Martin Luther King more classical liberal approach to things um, and actually try and come up with some genuine tangible ways of making a difference not just virtue signaling you know like how do we identify which families in a school are struggling financially and then you know other parents can can help pack lunches on a rotational basis or you know some some kids have got parents who can't read stories to them in English well maybe at break time parents can come in and volunteer to you know take on a a six-year-old child who comes from a non-English background and um, uh, read stories to that child so that that child can have the benefit of of you know very important having your parents read stories to you when you're a kid so you can learn the english language these are tangible things that'll make a difference our former school since does wonderful things i mean they've got the Tundalwazi maths and science academy every saturday the campus is full of of poor children I, I use the word poor i mean all of them are black but i i think race needs to take a back seat now for social and economic background so have poor kids come in you know, let's try and expand the brilliant resources of Sicilians to encompass more people. Um, Let's do important work with stamping out bullying of gay people, which is unacceptable and I think was a reality in our day. I I remember, you know, some of the kids who were clearly gay having a bit of a hard time. Um, A lot of good things that we can do. So first step one is expose the nonsense. Step two is, is take action through public advocacy um, and i think that means writing letters to schools and getting them to withdraw their discipline policy get them to commit to no longer decolonize the curriculum and so on um, and that's going to require activism and and mobilization of teachers and parents um, i want to establish a legal center that can represent people who are defamed who suffer defamation people who are going through disciplinary processes etc I think that's the place to start and I, I think i think it will develop a lot of momentum quite quickly
0: We hits on one of the keys for me balance uh, and that we need to acknowledge you mentioned uh something back certainly in my day when anything feminine uh we were we were free to uh, to make fun of uh and and i think i think guys are a bit more welcoming these days uh, and I think that the solution to that wasn 't any of the woke things telling people they 're doing microaggressions it was It was a gradual progression, learning uh, etc uh, and and then you you mentioned being a bit positive about the future and I think going back to our start, you have made me slightly more positive uh, there 's always hope and, and and we can improve these things um yeah it's that lgbt angle
1: is interesting i mean douglas murray i think is gay a lot of gay people out there who aren't fans of the woke agenda you know taking over the gay rights campaign i mean the gay rights campaign did really important stuff in the 80s 90s 2000s i think they achieved victory in the western world not everywhere else but in the western world i think they sort of could declare victory pack up go home And suddenly there are a lot of people thinking, oh, but what about, you know, the struggle must continue (laughs) and um, it morphed into wokeness and so now you've got this fetishization of of LGBT identities. Um, I mean, you'll know the school, uh, Okay, it's our school, uh, recently announced that they were taking on a transgender student into the girls school, he's currently at the boys school he's going to move across to the girls school. That's fine. But I don't know why we have to publish a newsletter and put this guy on a pedestal in the spotlight. Um, That can't be easy, you know. Um, And it's being done, I think, to virtue signal. And um, I don't think that's healthy. I I, I don't think it's... I I don't think that LGBT people want to be the focus of other people's campaigns.
0: Yeah, we we go to let's take the lens of of the individual is it the, mm. is it in the best interest of of this biological boy who's now a transgender girl moving from the boys school to the girls school is it in 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 this child's best interest to have a big newsletter uh i don't think so um no i don't think
1: so and um you know i was concerned about the uh the school saying that they're going to desegregate the toilets right so that you wouldn't have boys and girls toilets you just have toilets um because transgender people might feel uncomfortable using a a toilet of that was segregated by sex or gender um and i then clarified with them that actually they were creating like a third type of of gender neutral toilets which is fine i mean uh, that's what happens in some restaurants you know if there's only one toilet, it's gender neutral. Uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, and so they've got sort of gender neutral toilets now. But the way they the way they sort of communicated it in their initial newsletter was we're getting rid of male and female toilets. It's like this is madness because you need to there's a reason we have male and female toilets, and there's a reason why we have male and female sports, and there's a reason why we have male and female changing areas. So if you're an eight year old girl in grade two and it's time for swimming, in physical pe or something or afternoon swimming lessons you go up to the swimming pool you get changed into your costume you go swim those kids absolutely should be changing in a room that only has eight-year-old girls in it (laughs) um not having you know teenage boys wandering through it's just completely inappropriate and i think it's important that we don't desegregate the toilets. I think I'm speaking on behalf of 99.9% of people who can understand a common sense policy when they see one. I remember at UCT when people went around tearing down the male and female signs on the toilets. I thought it was madness. Um, the madness is multiplying.
0: Mm. The madness of crowds, as Douglas Murray would call it. Right. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Douglas uh, and his his latest book. I, I've just finished listening to uh, the War on the West. Uh, really? more, more, more sage insights uh, from him. Did you did you buy uh, the audio book? Yeah, okay.
1: Because I've heard from people they can't find it at, at exclusive books, and Amazon will take like months to ship it. So, yeah. I guess I need to go onto Audible and download the audio book.
0: The benefit of that is that you get it beautifully uh, uh, read by Douglas himself. Like which, which okay, is, uh, uh, incomparable. Uh, but I think these days you want the, you want the physical book uh, for yeah, reasons.
1: Because I like highlighting this stuff. And if you've only heard it and you haven't highlighted it and made notes in the margin, it's very difficult three months later to recall exactly what page that brilliant idea was on. So I, I almost want to do both because I, I have a collection of books that I've never read, even though I really want to read them, but I'll just get too distracted. So audio, audio, audible books are good because you can listen to them in the car. Um, or you can listen to them when you want to go to sleep at night or something. So I want to get both. I think I'll start with I think I'll, I'll start with Audible book, and then I will buy the book and read it a second time, um, so I can get the most out of it. I see. I think that's really ideal.
0: I, I find awesome. if I listen to a book out jogging or, or driving the car, uh, you you miss some stuff. It, it's great to get the the, the hmm. broad take. Um, He's brilliant, and then you get your your amazon uh deleting books which is perhaps we'll have a, a chat about that uh another time is amazon deleting books now oh, look i'm thinking back to uh dr seuss being being censored uh i think they've been taken off amazon uh, <laughs> here and there but yeah uh, anyway. Uh, anyway looking a little bit ahead um do you think we can look at Look forward to any anything. Perhaps let's take the next year, eighteen months. Anything to look forward to? Do you think there will be a pushback? Any people or actions we should look forward to 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 uh, on well, this issue?
1: Yeah, not to pant my own project, but yeah, I'm going to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, I haven't confirmed anything, but you know, I'm, I'm working on it, uh, and you'll be the first to know. Um, I think the tide is turning. I think that there's been a lot of noise that's been made by a lot of people. You know, if you said the word woke to people, I think more people now understand it than they did three years ago. Yeah. Um, I think people get it. I think the traditional media, is, which has been a source of a lot of the wokeness, is collapsing. I mean, Iqbal Surveys newspapers collapsed years ago, but they are in a greater state of collapse today than they were in 10 or five years ago uh Eusebius McKay's is off the radio um <laughs> Jesus still on Twitter um and so on you know I think I think there's just a pushback and I think the market is is showing people that people don't want what the product that's being offered yeah um you know schools out there I'm happy to get their take on it so I don't misrepresent them but I Herschel apparently struggling to fill their seats and in their classes, you know. uh, Samaria's DSG and Pretoria lost 100 girls, left a 12 and a half million round hole in their income statement. You know, go woke, go broke. Disney, Netflix, they're all down massively. Um, I think that cumulative, I think think it's a phase that we're going to grow out of. I sincerely hope so. I hope what takes its place is going to be something that is respectful and classically liberal and that we don't have some kind of crazy malevolent force in the opposite direction that rolls back gay rights or you know bullies people i don't want that
0: yeah
1: and i, I think i think it's going to happen i think we're going to be fine um <laughs> and this because at the end of the day i mean people have been through hell they've been through the holocaust or the holodomor or starvation or you know and we live in comparatively peaceful and prosperous times and as annoying as is it's not as bad as that other stuff um and wokeness might may still lead to real harm being caused and it could get worse before it gets better but i think it's an era of our times that we're gradually growing out of more and more people are developing the confidence and the skill necessary to speak out against it um and what i found is that if one person stands up and speaks out you then have more and more people standing up and speaking out. So I think let's have this conversation again in a year and I'll let you know whether I still feel optimistic or I can say, geez, I did a shitload of, of activism and got nowhere and got canceled. And now I'm living, you know, under a bridge somewhere with a computer that doesn't work because Amazon and Apple have also canceled mm-hmm. me. You know, so I'm speaking to you on a public payphone under mm-hmm. a bridge in Bramfontein and those schools are as woke as ever. Um, I'll let you know which way it
0: goes, but I think we're going to be fine. Well, let's do, let's do it again. Let let's pencil that in and, and see how see how things go. I think yeah. my, you touched on on the thing that gives me the most hope, which is free markets. I'm an yeah. Austrian school economist, and uh-huh. I think the free markets the free markets in the end decide. It, it, it's the go woke, go broke uh, people people don't don't buy things if if they're <laughs> If they essentially tell tell you you're terrible if they tell you if you don't think a, a man can get pregnant you're bad you they, they would have it. thought that, that
1: would be a bad marketing strategy guilt tripping people over over their race yeah that'll yeah. get a lot of a lot of people to buy your stuff That's just
0: so right. stupid. and the markets aren't perfect but but i think they they tend to they tend to do better in fact they mm. almost always do better than than somebody centrally who, who thinks they can decide uh, and somebody who has a phd in in grievance studies deciding what what children should study uh, and think at school yeah yeah um See, Richard, the thing that, is, that, that's really the original... my, my questions uh, but hmm. um i'm sure we've, we've touched on things where you where you'd like to elaborate a- anything that's 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 just uh biting on your mind you'd like to, to finish off um let's have a look at the list of questions that we were what are the dangers of
1: letting it continue or um what can people like us do yeah Uh, the dangers of letting this continue i think are are really self-evident and really concerning i think there's a lot of psychological damage that's going to be done i think what's going to happen these kids are going to move out into the world the real world they won't for a while because they're going to go to university which is not the real world and is increasingly just an extension of school and they're going to have you know have another four years of grievance studies but what's interesting is the kids are seeing through this i mean there are a bunch of 12 year olds who have spoken to their parents and the parents have spoken to me and the kids are like this is bullshit yeah. and the kids are going to go to university and have more of it. than it's going to i think we, we actually sort of a bit like a virus developing antibodies in your body i think the more you're exposed to the virus the more you see it and understand it and actually become acclimatized to it um and these kids are eventually going to get into the real world where you suddenly realize nobody cares about any of this stuff. And what people care about in the real world is can you make something that they want and which you give to them in exchange for money? Maybe you make chairs or tables or you give legal advice or whatever it is that you're doing, whatever your contribution is to this planet. Um, and if you can make something that enough people want and they give you money and you make a margin on it, you will prosper. Otherwise, you won't. And that's the secret to life. And all of this stuff is completely irrelevant to that. And I hope that as people encounter the real world, I mean, I I was a bit of a woke lefty back in 2007. I think I joined the ANC when I left Sicilians. And then you you experience the real world and you have a bit of a jolt. And I hope what we end up with is a group of people who are more ideological than, than perhaps our generation was. We grew up in peace and prosperity after apartheid, before the current era which i think is not as nice as the 2000s were um and maybe we didn't have the same ideological grounding that you can only get if you've been through woke indoctrination or if you've been through some real hardship out there in the world and you really come to appreciate the importance of identity blindness classical liberalism capitalism you know i think i think that's the that's where we're heading and I'm optimistic that we can push back, but it's just going to need more and more people to speak up. Which is why I'm grateful for you, you know, doing what you're doing, and, and for having me on tonight because it's just a, another another important drop that builds towards a torrent, you know, and hopefully we can push back the tide of wokeness with with the opposite.
0: Well, I think that that's a great way to finish. Uh, woke is bad; it's dangerous, but it might just be there may have some, uh, there may be a positive outcome in that it's so bad and so outrageous Mm. that the generation going through it will say, you know what, (laughs) this is madness, we're going to do something better. Yeah,
1: well, here's a quote from Margaret Thatcher, because ultimately, you know, human psychology doesn't change generation from generation, which is why communism is so alluring, and why Marxism is, is so persistent, despite being such a you know horrific failure margaret thatcher said communism never sleeps never changes its objectives nor must we our first duty to freedom is to defend our own freedom then one day we might export a little freedom to those people who have to live without it and i think that's where we need to start i mean these schools are so keen on training up their kids to make the world a better place i think we need to start by actually defending our own freedom inside the walls of the school and and once we once we breed up a new generation of people who understand liberty and and who appreciate freedom then i think we've got a chance of exporting freedom to the rest of the country and the rest of the world richard
0: i I couldn't say it better this has been the first ad absurdum podcast uh thank you very much for for joining me and uh well let's let's hope uh let's work on keeping as you say. exporting freedom if we can yeah i'm keen
1: man check you next year and i'll tell you how it's gone (laughs) let's do it in a year's time awesome thanks so much cheers man. man. man bye bye